0: Fifty-nine of the Adelan Rising podcast. where your hosts, Saren Lynn and Adam. In this episode, we discuss Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur forty-five, Marvel Rising number five, Miss Marvel number five, and Marvel Team Up number four. I feel like we need to play all those numbers for the lottery. Lots of fortune fives.
1: Yeah, so it's been a, it's been quite a, quite a good month for in humans books. It has been magnificent. Miss Marvel has been really good. Looking forward to going through that one. What have you guys have you How are you How are you guys?
2: I'm tired. I am tired as well.
1: That's good. Uh, <laughs> so we're all ready to go. You know, energetic for the podcast is great. Yeah, um, moved a, moved a lot of books this weekend. Yes, yeah, I've I've seen your your pictures. So should we go through the news? Because the news is quite a quite a big one this month as well.
2: Okay, so history of the Marvel Universe number one is out. It's written by Mark Wade with amazing art by Javier Rodriguez and. Alvaro Lopez and lettering by Joe Caramagna. The page layouts are just amazing.
0: Oh my God, such a beautiful book.
2: And the Inhumans get a few call outs. We've got the progenitors from Royals who created the Kree. Uh, we see the founding of Adelan. Tuck gets a mention. Yeah. He was actually the, he's the first Inhuman ever mentioned in Marvel Comics back in Captain America number one in but 1941.
0: Then don't they all right, I'm going to touch to that in a second, but mm-hmm.
2: keep going. Okay. And then we have the Alpha Primitives and kind of a slight retcon about when Adelan was moved to the Himalayas. Because we know that Black Bolt moved it there, and it implies that that happened earlier. So I don't know <laughs> if that's a retcon or just a mistake.
0: Could be a retcon. Um, but the thing that was interesting about... Tuck and i know i don't really follow the x-men but did they like imply that he might be an inhuman but he was also like a founder of the mutants like one of the did i read that right
2: um they imply that his genes have made humans more susceptible to mutations ah
1: okay. which is which is kind of like basically anyone that's got a super uh, superpower yeah because like the, the human like spider-man is a human mutate which is still right. technically a mutation, so... Got it.
2: Okay.
1: I want a clarification on
0: that.
2: And then we have Lockjaw and Guardians of the Galaxy number 7. Still being a good boy. It looks like he's going to be a regular, so if you like Lockjaw, make sure you pick up Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Because how can you not love Lockjaw? Like, really? I mean, <laughs> he's the best dog.
1: So, so just talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, obviously that's written by uh, Donnie Cates, I'm, I'm just going to go out there now, and I'm just going to say his Absolute Carnage book is insane, and it's so good, and um I really regret not being able to pick this one up in monthly.
0: Interesting.
2: And let's see what else we have. Black Bolt has a couple cameos this month. He shows up in Cosmic Ghost Rider, Destroys the Marvel Universe, number six. That was pretty badass, by the way. <gasps> and Doctor Strange, number 16, where he takes on Galactus.
1: Yay. That's the
0: one. I got yep. them confused. Yeah, the one where he took off, go, took on Galactus was pretty badass. I forgot which one it was from. That was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to pick up that Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys the Marvel Universe in in trade because that because I, I I love Cosmic Ghost Rider. Like, oh, it's just it's just such a stupid character, but it's just so fun. <laughs> like, oh uh, yeah, like, I think it, it originated in um what was it one of the Thanos books?
0: Yeah. And then uh Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3.
1: That's a fun game. <laughs> Especially when you get up hilarious. to the Dark Dimension.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Storm I finally <laughs> beat him. Like, I was doing the right thing, but I wasn't... I was missing one little connect dot.
1: Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't doing the correct thing, and um, basically every single time I got him, like, down within, like, 10% of his overall health, and then he just completely annihilate my team. And it was literally that last, like, 10% or so. It's just ridiculous. And then I went to um, went to Lynn and I said, hey, how do I do this?
0: <laughs> I did the same thing because I couldn't get <laughs> past it. And I was like, well, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm just going to spoil it. Because if you're stuck on Dormammu, then we might as well tell you. So, Pro tip. Pro tip. I was throwing rocks at him. I was supposed to be throwing rocks at him. But I wasn't letting myself get hit by the beams
1: yeah, it's really While counterintuitive. I was throwing the
0: rock. Yeah, it it really is, and I wasn't letting myself do that. But once I did that, I got them down in like two minutes. I was like, oh, that was a lot easier. Yeah. So I knew to throw the rocks.
1: But that's the thing, though, is because like they mentioned the crystals and the fact that you already had other crystals mentioned previously in that level. It just got totally confusing and just totally kind of like, well, what exactly am I doing here? But no, it was really good. That, I I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I really enjoyed that game. Well, I have been enjoying uh, it. I haven't completed yeah. it yet.
0: I haven't completed it yet either. I am really enjoying it. Um, I was very disappointed in the Adelan level. Yeah.
2: Uh, like. yeah. After was... the Dark Dimension, the game just takes a complete turn in the level of difficulty. Um yeah, it's, it's almost as I if It's like it, it didn't even... I mean, it just blow right through Adelan. Yeah. Although Wakanda...
0: No, Wakanda's yeah. been fun. Um, I I did die on the one level where like the beam of white's coming down the corridor, and you have to like, yeah, I died there.
1: Um, I, I haven't done that level yet.
0: Oh, it's that's, fun. That's pretty I, much I, why I saved my game. Yeah, no, Wakanda's fun. I have very much enjoyed Wakanda, and whoever they have voicing Bucky, that's been a fun <sighs> one.
1: Don't get me started on the voice cast. <laughs> I'm oh, oh, sorry. Why? Why would they have two British characters and not just have them voiced by British voice actors? It it really frustrates me because I can tell just by listening to them that they're not British. But, okay. I mean, yeah, I I really enjoyed that game. I really, I did enjoy the Atalan, Atalan level. Just every time you talk to um to Black Bolt, that's quite funny.
0: Yes, that that <laughs> that was amusing.
1: But um, yeah, the other one is um. Uh, yeah, I think I think the the level is just ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like it, they kind of said, Oh, here's all the money for the level." Oh, hang on a minute, we haven't got any re- left for the rest of the game. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's been fun. I mean, I, like I said, like after Adelan was a disappointment, but they kind of redeem it with Wakanda. So. Yeah. I I've. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. I am enjoying it. It's the first game that's hooked me in a long time like this. So,
1: I think um, I think uh, I'm going to apologize right now because my my team is um, slowly becoming more and more X-Men.
0: <laughs> Have you been switching your teams a lot? Because my team has maintained the same since um, number since uh, level like. 7 well whatever since I, they I, were level since I, the characters were level 7
1: I basically changed been... my team up after the X-Men level so my team originally was Wolverine Iron Man Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel I think maybe no cuz you had to unlock her I can't remember who my other character was but um and then when I unlocked Miss Marvel I used Miss Marvel I replaced uh, Captain Marvel out yeah basically anyway after the X-Men level it became Nightcrawler Wolverine um, Psylocke and Ms. Marvel, but I think I I think I'm going to replace Ms. Marvel out. So it's gonna kind of, I'm going to have my, an exclusively X-Men based team.
0: My team, I I went because I went for the team bonuses up at the top, so I tried to get as many as I could. So my team currently is Star Lord, Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, and Crystal, and three of the four of them have their team bonuses maxed out, except for Ms. Marvel, but that's okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they've been, like, kicking ass. It's been great.
1: <laughs> what about you, Lynn? What's your team?
2: I keep Captain Marvel and Crystal on the team at all times, and then I tend to swap out the other two spots as I get new characters. That's fair enough. Uh, adding Star-Lord is nice because you get the royalty bonus. Right. And I kept Storm for a while. I think for, uh, I'm in hell right now. And I think I've got Captain Marvel, Crystal, Doctor Strange, and Elsa Bloodstone. Elsa's
0: fun. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. Just, yeah, just but, the voice actors, not. I'm
0: sorry, <laughs> it's okay. No, but, but so uh, the
2: other ones are great.
1: Yeah, yeah, but
0: like, but the synergy attacks. All four of my characters have synergy attacks with one another. So Crystal can have a synergy attack with Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel and Star Lord, and Star Lord has synergy attacks with Miss Marvel and Crystal and Captain Marvel, and like they just synergy attack off of each other. And it's like, they all have, it's so great.
1: Yeah, that, that was the thing that I did, uh, regret doing when I swapped, uh, I think it was Captain Marvel off my team because she worked really well with Wolverine. Um, but then I swapped her off and, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot less synergy attacks. I can't remember, was it Wolverine? I thought
0: I has synergy attacks like every 30 seconds is the greatest thing.
1: Oh, yeah, I do, as well, I do, but you have to be close to the, I think it's basically Wolverine and Psylocke, yeah. I think. I'm not sure, but, uh, um, I, I, I need to, I need to complete the game because I really want to unlock Magneto.
0: I want a DLC content with the original Spider-Woman because I'm bitter that you've got Spidey and Gwen and Miles, but they don't have the original Spider-Woman. Then I would be good. But otherwise, I'm enjoying the game. I like yeah. it. If you don't have it and you have a Switch, you should get it. It's fun. I haven't gotten co-op play yet, though, so I need to get into that and see what that's all about.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm going to get um, the Nintendo Online thing. It's uh, the cheapest
0: online subscription of all the
1: It ones. is. It's basically like um, what Pokemon Bank like... was for, for yeah. that. So I'll probably get it, but I'll probably get it around the time that Sword and Shield are released, Yes. which I have taken time off work for because I am a child. Also, I would take
0: time off work, but I'm going to New York Comic Con, so
1: that's that's fair yeah. enough. But I mean, I mean, in terms of uh, the Pokemon games, just because we are clearly going right off topic here, but the Pokemon games are set in uh, the Galar region, which is based upon the UK, which is quite good.
2: Yes, yes.
1: So and they've um, I like
0: the little sheep Pokemon they've introduced, and I like the starters. I'm excited about that.
1: Well, they've um, and the Corgi
0: one. They've got the Corgi one.
1: Yeah, and they've they've <laughs> um, released uh, Galarian Wheezing. Which is basically, which is basically <laughs> a wheezing with two massive great, um, like chimneys on it.
2: It's awesome. Yeah,
1: it looks really good. But anyway, we we digress quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> should we should we dive into the comic books?
2: Well, yes. yes, let's uh, let's do Moon Girl, I guess first. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number forty-five field trip. It starts with a quote from Max Planck: "Science cannot solve the ultimate mystery of nature." That is because, in the last analysis, we ourselves are a part of the mystery that we are trying to solve. The writer is Brandon Montclair, artist Aletha E. Martinez, colorist Tamara Bonvillain, letterer Travis Lanham, and another adorable cover by Raza. I love
0: the, the covers for these issues. They've been really fun.
2: Oh, they are so cute. So, it's field trip day for the kids at Public School 20, and they're going to the Natural History Museum. In the Hall of Dinosaurs, there's a T-Rex on display. It's a female, and Lunella thinks she looks very familiar. Suddenly, Lunella swaps minds with Devil Dinosaur just long enough for him to see the fossil. We see him wake from a nap in Lunella's secret lab and howl. As Lunella Lunella recovers from the mind swap, Devil Dinosaur arrives at the museum, and chaos ensues as everyone runs from the giant scary dinosaur. Lunella tries to get Double D to leave, but he's busy snuggling up to the (laughs) T-Rex fossil. Eduardo and Zoe come back, and Zoe points out that Devil Dinosaur is obviously in love. The kids wonder if he's met her before, and Lunella pulls out her 4D glasses that allow her to look through the space-time continuum. This isn't without risk, because the glasses are powered by omniwave frequencies, and what you see could potentially cross over. The fossil starts to transform into a cute green T-Rex, just as Eduardo makes a grab for the glasses and accidentally opens a trans-dimensional wormhole, (laughs) allowing... All the fossils in the museum to come back to life. Devil Dinosaur and his girlfriend fight off the dinosaurs and the other prehistoric beasts as Lunella rushes to get her glasses back. She may have finally learned the lesson she needed to learn about time travel. You can only change the things that are supposed to change in the first place. Lunella gets the glasses and returns everything to normal. The rest of Lunella's class returns to piles of fossils all over the ground and one very depressed Devil Dinosaur. Oh... I gave this one a four out of five. Lock jaws.
1: Yeah, I thought that was worth it. Yeah, this know. is another.
2: This is another sad one.
1: Yeah, it
0: was sad. do mess it's with easy. time travel.
1: Yeah, I mean, back Nothing to the future good is bullshit. Comes time
0: travel. <laughs> no. Apart
1: from apart from saving the uh, the MCU. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah.
0: honestly i th- i have i have words about that one, but we're not going. That's so off topic. We're not going to go there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but. Poor double dinosaur misses his girlfriend.
1: Yeah. Just lots of adjustment to loss, isn't it? It's just like, you know. Yeah. Very sad. And, um, I kind of. Uh, something just fell over in my bedroom. That's good. That happens. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Sorry, let me start that again. So, um, yeah, this one, it, it seems to be like, you know, are they preparing us for the end of Moongirl and Devil Dinosaur? Because it's not on solicitations after, I believe, September. Right. right. And that makes me sad, because it's such a good book. It
0: has, yeah, I agree.
1: I think it's the longest running, kind of single run of Inhumans.
0: Outside of of Ms. Marvel. Marvel.
1: Yeah, I mean, mean, even that was kind of broken up. It was kind of segmented between um, Before Secret Wars and then After Secret Wars. It was kind of a bit...
2: And no word on the cartoon we were supposed to get.
1: No, and that's that's even worse because it make it you know Moon God and Devil Dinosaur would be such a cool cartoon for like um you know like kids like my my niece's age my niece my niece is f- uh, five this year. Make oh it yeah, such that a, would be
0: really good. Yeah. It would be a, such a great cartoon, and yeah. I know
2: yeah, Lawrence Fishburne was supposed to be working on it.
0: Yeah, and it's just like nothing, and it makes me sad because it could be so fantastic, and we've got. Nothing but crickets.
2: Yeah, fingers crossed for an announcement at New York Comic Con.
0: Yes, or D twenty three because mm-hmm. we don't know what they're going forward with for D twenty three. That's next couple weeks now. I think that's when we're going to get all the Disney streaming information, or um, and that would be, I think, a good time to launch Moon Girl. And then there's also that ABC show that's a female superhero. Who knows?
1: Maybe that's Ed, our
0: Moon Girl show.
1: In in this, Eduardo seemed to be a bit odd
0: yeah he seemed a little he seemed a little uh a bit mean yeah, yeah I mean, like... he's always been kind of a little mean but yeah he was a little
1: mind your kids and all that
0: yeah kids That's are level.
1: mean yeah but i really i really enjoyed this book i thought it was um really good and if it is ending at issue i think 48 is the the last kind of currently um... they can
0: get it to 50 come on
1: I think well, I think it's forty-seven or forty-eight that it goes up to. Um, I think it didn't Brandon Montclair even say that he wanted to get it up to fifty, and then he'd be like, "There we go, sorted." That's kind of it frustrating. Yeah,
0: yeah, going two issues from fifty, they couldn't like just go two more issues to do like one final arc.
1: Yeah, even if it's just yeah. like 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 what they did with um, um, All Known Humans, and they just did like a a goodbye issue, which is literally just uh, like you know throwing right. Crystal a party.
2: Yeah, that's true. Now that
0: but, you well, know. Uh, they- Level. They couldn't. They did only eleven issues of all new Inhumans. They didn't give her get, get
2: up to twelve. True. Well, usually, they like a trade paperback or a story arc is like around six issues. Yeah. Yeah. And forty eight is divisible I... by six. So. Yeah.
1: yeah. Which is that would it, be it, it, that's definitely eight the way Trade they do
2: paperbacks. It. Yeah,
1: but I mean, I mean, it's done really good in trade. I mean, I tend to read it digitally and then buy the trade a few a few months later. So, you know, even though I'm buying it twice it's still well worth it. But I think they're the kind of trades that in the future I will end up sort of letting my, my niece read and kind of get her into into comic books that way. Yeah. <laughs> she already likes the um she already likes the big dinosaur. So
0: How can you not love the big dinosaur?
1: Well, exactly.
0: I don't like it when my books end because then I have to My wallet likes it because then my wallet's like, Oh, that's one lesson you have to buy. But I don't like it because then it makes me sad because it was something I look forward to every month.
1: See, I am. Um, I'm kind of. I understand why they do it. It kind of frustrates me why they do it. But, you know, I'm sure they're going to ha- get something to kind of fill that gap. And I kind of hope that they will restart the book after the TV show because it'll make most sense. But equally, the kind of the age group that is being targeted is not the same age group that you know marvel rising is targeting or um or miss marvel is targeting it's kind of that younger audience so in fact what what moon girl would probably be better doing is potentially doing the um kind of the digital and then go to trade to trade because it's it might suit that kind of book
0: Oh, you know, like they did for uh, jessica jones
1: yeah yeah
0: that that could work
1: because or i mean just
0: Honestly, as much as I love the floppies, I wonder why they don't experiment with just not even just doing digital, just doing trades of it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah we can get into the conversation. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up again later when we talk about Mar- Marvel Rising, but you know, the, is, is that the, direc- the direction that kind of comics are going in? Because, I mean, prices are rising all over the place, and trades are the, uh, the kind of the better value for money method of reading comic books. It's uh, I don't I don't want to end this review on a downer, so I'll say go and buy it. It's um it's very fun. Moongirl. And let Marvel is always... know yes. that you
0: love their book because um yeah, you send their letters from Moongirl to Mondomarvel at Marvel dot com. Yeah.
1: Let and them I... know
0: how much you love Moon Girl because the book's just a joy every month. Yeah, and
1: they and... And they, they need to get a repla like if if they're not gonna do moon girl again, they need to get a decent kind of replacement book, I think. Like uh, a yeah. Moon Girl team up, like Brandon Brandon Montclair wanted to do, because that right, would be yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah, it like, would. Yes, she, uh, she's
2: fantastic
1: I, I, when she does team ups with the other superheroes. It just goes back she to that really issue is. um, where they were like, all the Ghost Riders ended up they ended up in the issue. That oh, was
2: so oh, great. Uh,
1: <laughs> like I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna read that after this because I love that issue so much. It's just like the frigging Ghost Rider on the penny th- farthing. It's just yes oh dear
2: and, um, is was... it, isn't kid kaiju getting a one shot he is no, um, I, bet she, I bet she's going to be in it because it looks like devil dinosaurs in there
0: yeah kid kaiju's getting a one shot I think Colin Bunn's writing it because Colin Bunn created the character and I think he really I like kid kaiju I think it's a really interesting concept and um
1: I, I, actually... I, I haven't read any of kid Kaiju stuff it wasn't even monsters unleashed yes. yeah okay it was like powers. the
0: main thing because he can he can he draws it and it comes to life.
1: Oh, that's like the that episode of Doctor Who.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. He's got he's got a really neat power that I think is fairly unique. So um yeah, he's is, he's is pretty cool. I like kid kaiju and he his whole series was with uh, Elsa Bloodstone which I really need to go back and read
2: because that's yeah. an interesting team up. It was weird seeing her without having half of her words scratched out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> she, she had to tone it down for the kids, right?
1: Oh, it just but reminded then, me of Next Wave. Oh dear.
2: Did you guys see the the
0: one shot in Fearless with her?
2: Oh my god! No. Um, yes. No.
0: Oh, baby. Adam! Oh. Adam, you need to read. It's only three oh, pages. Oh, I've,
1: I've seen, I've seen is... the. I've seen the end page. It's It's basically her with all the kids. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen like, that I've seen that the, page. The
0: two preceding pages too are amazing. Like just Jess <laughs> she threatens them with broccoli men.
1: <laughs> so, see see admittedly I've heard very, very different things about that book. Fearless? So I've been yeah, I've been kind of like a bit sort of reticent to it. to pick it up. And, so. and-
0: The little, the little short by Kelly. I actually really liked, um, Leah Williams' Millie the Model story in there too. That was interesting. But anyway, uh, yeah, you need to, you need to get that one. And yeah, Kid Kaiju is getting a one shot. I just don't remember what month.
1: A month in the future.
2: Or this month. I think it might be September (laughs) or October though. Yeah, it's, it's soon. I think there's a, uh, solicitation for it. Yeah.
1: Okay, so. Marvel Rising, Issue 5, which is the end of this book. Um, it was written by Nyla Magruder. Artists are Roberto DeSalvo and uh, Jorge Duarte. Uh, colorist the colourist is Rochelle uh, Rosenberg. The letter is VCs Clayton Cowles. As Issue 4 left off uh, on such a dramatic cliffhanger, we're thrown back into the action with an issue that is entirely taken from Squirrel Girl's point of view. Uh, we see the ending to issue four happen from her perspective. Uh, Miss Marvel taken to the depths of the Hudson, and Squirrel Girl taking upon herself to follow her in. So the utterly unsinkable Squirrel Girl powers activated. She dives in and follows Miss <laughs> Marvel down. When suddenly a voice appears out of the blue. So as it turns out, what the big trash monster represents is the like the spirit of the Hubs- uh, Hudson. Uh, referencing um, an issue of Miss Marvel I've never read, but it talks about how Miss Marvel saved someone from the river and how it's a big fan of her. Um, and then it begins talking about how humans have polluted the waters and ruined the river, which is kind of like how um, uh, Morgan Le Fay actually uh, persuaded them to be on her side. So, um, yeah. so Squirrel Girl is able to talk to Treshy, as she calls. Uh, calls the thing (laughs) and convince it that humans aren't all bad and it's actually being tricked by by Morgan Le Fay to commit their nefarious deeds it allows Squirrel Girl and Miss Marvel to sit in its mouth and take them to the service saving Kamala from a watery death above the water America's fighting a griffin which is my favourite bit of that book um, by hitting it on the head Um, Squirrel Girl and Miss Marvel along with Treshy break the surface of the water and climb out of its mouth Everyone rushes to see the check, they're okay, uh, and Treshy announces it's no longer doing Morgan's bidding anymore. Because in typical comic book fashion, it believes the humans can change. <laughs> Morgan's pendant is kind of struck to the floor by Treshi, um by a, a load of water being splashed to her. Uh, it removes kind of majority of her power. Um, and then the, the Marvel Rising gang still want to give Morgan a fair trial and talk things out which, again, in traditional comic book fashion, the sudden the griffin suddenly drops out of the sky with mothball on its back, uh, grabbing Morgan and flying off into the sunset. Uh, sunset, By the looks of it, heading east to Brexit Britain. I gave this one uh, three out of five lockjaws because I kind of felt like the ending was a bit... a little bit kind of similar to issue four, um, in that it wasn't kind of... it wasn't quite... Satisfying, kind of petered out a little bit, and it felt a bit cliched. Uh, I don't know how you guys felt.
2: I, I like this one better than the previous issue.
1: Well, what did we give the previous issue? <laughs> did we give that one a three out of five? I don't,
2: I don't remember. It wasn't high. I don't. It was like I a don't.
1: Th- three or a three point five? I think. Yeah. This is this is why this is why the three out of five rating system is is slightly flawed because you should if you do it out of ten, you have more uh, more points of. Um, Points of reference, really, but I I, yeah. I I kind of felt it was a bit of a not a disappointing end because it was still a, it was a nice end to the book, but it, it kind of felt just a bit well that happened sort of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. well, I, yeah, but but at least you know Inferno got accepted back into
2: Outland.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's yeah, pretty. Probably... I,
2: I like how it. Uh, I like how it references Secret Warriors without referencing Secret Warriors, which yes. is too much for the age group for this comic. Yes, <laughs> that is true. Um, they're not going to tell you where that's from, but they're going to mention it. <laughs> yes, I thought that
0: was. I got a little giggle out of that. Um, God, that one was so good. I wish it hadn't ended. Right. Um,
1: See, I mean, I, I, I kind of, um, I kind of felt like this is a great series for for kids who wanted to get into comic books. Which is probably the intention for it. I mean, well, yeah, it's
0: kind of to go in tandem with the cartoon series.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's absolutely meant for for people to be able to pick up in in you know monthly or in trade. And and I kind of feel like this is one where I'll go back to it and I will read the whole thing in trade and I'll be like, oh, actually, it's a much more satisfying story. And um, it's you know, like I was saying earlier with with Moon Girl, I think trades are kind of like going to become much more popular in the coming years just because the whole story fits in one six issue arc and it feels like that's much better to read. It's much easier to read, I guess, because you're not constantly going back and if you're like me, you're not constantly going back and kind of referencing what happened before.
0: Or, you know, you have to be sitting there going, Oh, that was a month ago. I forgot what happened
1: there. Exactly. You know, and it's kind of Marvel Team Up has actually done a much better job because um obviously it was only a three issue arc and i think that did a much it was much better for me and just being able to remember what happened the last couple of issues um to be able to follow it but yeah i i think i i kind of i kind of will be happy to pick this up and read it as a six issue five issue arc
0: i i can agree with that i do like trashy though yeah i
1: hope we see more trashy i I like trashy a lot I kind of, you know what I was mentioning, you know, I mentioned last issue about kind of like the environmental stuff and the idea that do you think the book goes far enough to kind of, um, kind of help advise in, you know, advise and, um, educate about, you know, the environment and, uh, ruining your environment or causing bad things to happen with it. This one I think did better, but I still don't know if it went far enough.
2: Well, you um, know, if you, if you go too far, now all of a sudden it's an after-school special. Yeah, you know, it's it, you, you can get preachy if you push it too hard. Yeah, I I, I kind of think they went as far as they needed to go. The point came across.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I think so. I agree with that.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I guess I guess for, for me it was kind of like because I mean. You know, obviously, environmental stuff is a big thing at the moment. The, the, the world is suffering a massive heat wave in a lot of places, and Europe and Britain saw it's the highest um, the highest temperatures ever. And it all kind of goes back down to just looking after environment stuff. And again, I don't want to get too preachy, and I don't want to get turn this episode into an after-school special, but I just kind of think that Marvel would be almost an ideal place to to kind of do more about that and i think it's almost like the uh, moon girl issue for for not smoking how far did that need to go and and do you think that was too preachy I, but i think we'll leave oh, that, no. that that issue there but do you think do you guys think there'll be another uh, marvel rising series in the future
0: um i think so i think as, as long as they keep doing the tv series they're going to keep doing comics to go in tandem with it yeah, yeah. They,
2: they kind of imply that it was coming back and Will it be called Marvel Rising or will it be called Secret Warriors now that they've decided on a name for their team? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that will be good, right? But have you guys been following the TV show?
2: I have not. Neither I need have you.
1: I. I was gonna because we, because I know, um, I remember like what I don't know. I don't know if it was like a trailer or something was uploaded to YouTube, and I, I think it was one of you guys who sent me it, and I was like, I can't, I can't view that. I'm in the UK. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's uh, location specific so I, I haven't seen it I haven't seen it advertised on British TV mind you I don't get Disney Channel or anything so hopefully that's good hopefully people enjoying that
0: I hope so, I think so because although Marvel's been pretty good about this I think with their cartoons including a lot of female characters but Marvel Rising um, is one of the few that actually where the girls outnumber the boys in it and I think that's been pretty popular yeah And I think they're having Riri Williams uh Ironheart showing up on it in the next the next set of series I think so
1: yeah well she she was referenced in the end of that book as well I mean because they they basically did a um you know suggested reading
0: book yeah she'll be she'll be on the cartoon then too for sure
1: yeah which is really good because because Ironheart is frigging great
0: I actually just picked that up in trade, and I am looking forward to reading it this afternoon, actually. I do have it, and uh, yeah. Um, looks like Amy Reader's doing the covers, her and Stefano Caselli. He's in a couple, too. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's one of those characters I've followed basically since she was introduced in like 2015. I freaking I just love her. I think she's a great addition to the Marvel Universe. Yes, that's that's Marvel Rising in a nutshell. So yeah, I, I gave it three out of five. What would you guys agree? Would you guys think? Yeah, more?
0: I would. Yeah. I would say so. I know. I agree with that. I think that's fair. I do. Um, my favorite part of the whole series is the friendship between Squirrel Girl and Kamala. Yeah, I just love that because the two of them have so much in common, and yeah,
1: and they I have think really great weight, chemistry.
0: They do, and I think in a lot of ways, I mean, they're they're friends, but I think, I mean, Scroll Girl is older, and I think in a lot of ways, she's actually a better mentor for Kamala than Carol is. I don't know.
1: I t- I, th- I think I totally agree with that, and the I don't only know. The, I mean... the reason I'd agree with that is because I think um, Carol's experiences are much different to to, to Kamala's. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Kamala is much more sort of like you know uh she's much more um what's the word like street level hero she's much less kind of like that cosmic i mean apart from the last arc she's much less cosmic so yes even though she's related to the humans and you know we know where they come from um and yeah and carol's just like you know the majority of the margaret stoll's run she was up on um, alpha flight their experience is going to be slightly different but yeah i mean, I, I think i'd agree with that
0: not that I don't love Carol and Kamala together, I I really do. But I think Squirrel Girl and Kamala, I like them better. I think they're definitely a better. They kind of remind me of when Jessica Drew was mentoring Anya Corazon. They're they're just fun.
1: That's good. I've never read any of those books, but <laughs> that sounds good. Well, that
0: was that was from Kelly uh, Kelly Sue Avengers Assemble. Yeah, Anya and Jess together are a good time. If you if you want some if you want some laughs. You need to read that because it's it's fun. Oh
1: yeah, I've got that, but I just don't remember it clearly. <laughs> so,
0: no, okay.
1: For the overall story, I think I'd probably give the overall story kind of a, a, a probably a four out of five instead of a three out of five.
0: Agree. Yep,
1: I do think they make more.
0: And and Morgan's back in the world. She's not in Weird World anymore, so yeah, that should be interesting to see yep. how that plays out. They've been, I guess, because Morgan's making an appearance in is it Cloak and Dagger or is it Runaways? Cause she, and they got Elizabeth Hurley to be her in one of those TV shows.
1: Oh, my mom went to school Rude. with
0: her. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. So um, I forget which show it is, but you're, you because she's going to be making it her way to Hulu and either Cloak and Dagger or Runaways, I can't remember. Um, we're going to be seeing a lot more of Morgan Lefay in the comics.
1: Which hmm. is good, because so. I think... Um, I think the the only real kind of really like experience of reading her has been from Age of Ultron, which is when she ended up in like in some parallel universe. She ended up taking over the world by magic, or at least half the world by magic, which is kind of cool. So oh,
0: she's she's I like Morgan because she's one of Spider Woman's biggest villains. So there's she's she's a fun one. I am looking forward to seeing her. So, I guess this moves us on to Magnificent
2: Mar- Ms. Marvel number five? Okay. Magnificent Ms. Marvel number five. Written by Saladin Ahmed. Artist Minkyu Young. Inker is Juan Velasco. Colorist Ian Herring. Letterer Joe Caramagna. And another fabulous cover by Edward Petrovich. First see Kamala's New Duds. Yay! Okay. Following the dramatic ending of the last issue that saw the Beast Legions descending upon Kamala and the Saffins, this issue picks back up with the father reading the story of the Destined One to his daughter on a future Saffa, and she's impatient for the rest of the story. Faced with the threat of the Beast Legions, Cheb Hura and Malik Zir agree to join forces. As the Saffins are overwhelmed, Chebhura recalls the old stories that said the Beast Legions were laboratory-bred only to kill and die. While our heroes discuss what strategy to employ next, they are informed that the palace has already fallen. Their only hope is to get the chosen one to the Great Machine. Unfortunately, the Great Machine puts out a signal that drives people away or drives them mad. Malik Zir and Cheb Hura fly Kamala and her parents to the Great Machine in their sky cars, and Cheb's is promptly shot out of the sky. Again! <laughs> Cheb is bad at evasive maneuvers. Malik Zir gives Cheb and the Khans a sky car, and stays behind to hold off the Beast Legions, sacrificing himself to buy them more time. As they get closer to the Great Machine, Chap and Kamala's parents experience excruciating pain, but Kamala is unaffected. She proceeds alone and is drawn up into the craft. Once inside, a hologram is activated of a Cree warrior who bears an uncanny resemblance to Kamala. The hologram begins to give a status report. This Cree warrior happened upon Saffa as it was being attacked by the Beast Legions. Deeming the Beast Legions as a potential threat to the Cree Empire, she took control of the Great Machine and destroyed the Beast Legions and their ship. She decided that Sappho was too primitive to be worth colonizing and departed, leaving behind her nanosuit that had bonded with the machine. As Kamala listens, a box opens in the background and a mysterious substance sneaks up from behind and engulfs her. It's the nanosuit, and it's pretty sweet. Kamala uses the suit to interface with the Great Machine, causing her a considerable amount of pain, and it turns, and she turns it against the Unseen Master's control ship, driving the beast legions away. Kamala returns to the Saffins, where she's healed by Chebhura and is reunited with her proud parents and some fanfic writing alien kids. <laughs> One of the old wizards left has survived the battle and he uses the self-sacrificing magic to teleport the Khan family home. Plus, a secret whispered request from Chebhura. Kamala wakes up in her room still wearing the Kree suit. When she expresses the need for a bag to keep it in, the suit turns itself into a very stylish purse. What can't this suit do? Kamala's parents knock on her door, and it becomes apparent that Chev's request was for left to wipe their memories of the trip to Saffa and of Kamala's secret identity. They've come to her room to have a serious talk. Mr. Khan has a rare disease for which there is no cure. I gave this one a five out of five lock
1: jaws. There is a hell of a lot to unpack on this one. <laughs> there is so much going on in this issue. Yeah, um, I, I don't, again, I think Saladin Ahmed is... Um, one of my absolute favourite writers at Marvel, period. Where, where, Marvel, Boom Comics, wherever he's actually done writing. But, you know, you've got all the kind of the personal stuff going on with Kamala's father. And then, kind of like, the whole question about her actual heritage and that kind of stuff. It's all quite interesting for her. And we're only issue, what, issue five? But yeah, I mean, I mean, what do what do you think about her being able to get onto that ship?
2: I think it suggests that she's part Cree, which would make her the first Cree Inhuman hybrid in Marvel Comics.
1: See, to me, the fact that the woman that was on the ship bears an uncanny resemblance to her is kind of—I don't know—I, I, yeah, I wonder if she's actually the daughter of somebody else and the Khans adopted her.
2: That is—that is possible because I think the Inhuman side of the family is her mother's.
1: Yeah, that was—that was suggested, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Which means that if there was Kree on her father's side, he I, would have been able to come near the ship too.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like, well, why couldn't, you know, at least two of them go up to the ship? It's just like, huh? Hang on, what's, what's actually going on here? I, it, it could be that, you know, it could be explained away, I suppose, that the the mist Mist's actually kind of like, a bit like with mutant DNA, it caused the Kree part of, of, of her to, to become not dormant anymore. I don't know if it's just good, if if it got explained away like that what do you reckon what would you think
2: Who knows it's comics
1: <laughs> But yeah
2: she, she always has been different
1: Yes yeah
2: because she she was the one inhuman who didn't appear to cocoon when she got hit with the terigen mist
1: Yeah I mean we even saw we saw Moon Girl get cocooned we saw practically everybody in uncanny humans and or not uncanny humans in all new inhuman's um cocoon So yeah And a, then
2: Kamala hallucinates
1: Yeah and it's kind of like, hang on, what's what's actually happening? You know, I wonder if it's kind of a situation where.
2: So
0: here's my question about all of that because she's hallucinating, but how do we know that's not what she's? You know, she's not hallucinating while she's in the cocoon. Like, does that
2: make sense?
1: Yeah, I think because I think it's I
2: think... just that we never actually saw the cocoon, right? She didn't break out of it; it was just missed.
1: Yeah, which kind of makes me wonder whether she was actually. Well, some people or not. And...
0: With the cocoons, too. Like, some people cocoon for seconds, others for months.
1: But there always maybe. was a cocoon and evidence of a cocoon.
0: I'll have to go back and read, because yeah. I don't...
1: I'm going to have to crack out the omnibus on this one.
0: Unless they're trying to, like, making her have a Cree heritage, maybe they're... Or are they retconning it so she's not an Inhuman now? They're trying to...
1: I, I'm, I'm kind of the...
0: And I, that would make me very, very sad if they did that.
1: Honestly, I think yeah. I would be... Fairly indifferent about it because I think, as long as they do something cool and kind of relate her to the whole kind of, like I said, Cree heritage and that kind of stuff, it'd be really interesting. And kind of giving her that cosmic side to her would actually, I think that would probably intrigue me more than.
0: I would be very disappointed, actually. Yeah, I, I, I would be very disappointed by that, that if they retconned the inhuman part of her away, I would be very disappointed about that because. She's a popular character, and I know a lot of people don't like the Inhumans right now. And she would be really once Moon Girl's done, she'd be the only Inhuman left that has a book. And it would really disappoint me if they took that away from her.
2: Yeah, I know saying about that. That's I, I think they are. I think they are leaning towards though making her both because having to reconcile having both those heritages. Keep in mind the history, between the Cree and the Inhumans. Yeah. Would be very interesting. Yeah, that yeah. would be, especially when Carol. Well, oh, we'll get to it in the next book.
1: Well, right. Yeah, when we
2: have Cree, you know, Carol's Cree heritage too.
1: Yeah, and I, I yeah. think I think, but but then again, the question is, are they trying to mirror Carol a bit too much? Because I mean, That's Carol, what Carol's I was thinking, Carol's yeah. own heritage was retconned like last year in Life of Captain Marvel, where she's actually she really is part Cree because her mother was a Cree. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. So, I don't, I, I kind of hope they don't, I hope they don't mirror it too much to Carol, but in the same way, I'm kind of, I'd, I'd be happy whatever they do because, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy to just, read her book.
2: I'd be it, it would okay be really hard was... to retcon it when you have all those references back in the comics, even about her ancestor being an inhuman. Yeah.
0: So, an inhuman Cree hybrid would be interesting because then a Cree went and fell in love with an inhuman somewhere along the line. Um, I mean, it's we've already got, gotten... Inhuman hybrid with Luna, so yeah. hybrid with Luna, so why not have a Cree inhuman too?
2: We could have had one had uh, Ronan and Crystal stayed married.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Poor Crystal, man.
2: She's got anyway. bad luck. Yeah, I
1: think. Do you know? Do you know what I think? Um, I think Luna is like the unluckiest person out of that whole scenario because. At the time, obviously her, her father was um, mutant, her mother was inhuman, and and just their their DNA cancelled each other out. I thought that that sucks. So there she goes down but to Braddock that's Academy.
0: Been, that, that's been she goes to Braddock Academy, but that's been retconned too because she can see emotions and she can influence them.
1: Yeah, that's true. And then again, her father has already been uh, retconned as well. He's no longer well, at the moment. He's not a mutant. But, oh, yeah.
0: right. But, that, so.
1: but then Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, their original father was the Wizard, so. Who
0: knows. So. What that makes them. Other than Happen Human.
1: But yeah. The Wizard.
0: But anyway. But anyway.
1: But they've gone down the uh, the Iron Man route and given her a nanotech suit. That's very good.
0: Yes. That's kind of yeah. cool. What I like the new it? suit. I like the design. I don't know who designed it, but I approve.
2: It is very fancy. It's the fanciest Kree outfit I've ever seen. Yeah. I like it. I like it lots. I-, I did like the sky cars having a tendency to get shot out of the sky.
1: <laughs> Seeing similar. as
2: how, uh, in all the old and humans comics, they had their sky sleds
1: yeah. that were constantly
2: getting shot out of the sky. If it somebody might... got on a sky sled, it was going to crash.
1: you have to invest yeah. in some, they were um, death
2: traps. They should be banned.
1: Invest yeah. in some guidance systems. Just, just get we... on to, just get onto old Elon Musk and, um, get him to put a oh. Tesla. I'll do. I'll do the trick, won't it? Yeah.
2: It would. <laughs> don't get me started.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it won't. It won't hurt anyone, will it? I mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and and then and then, um, Mr. Khan is sick. I think we called it called it last we issue. Issue before. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, that
2: does suck.
1: I think. I think Saladin Ahmed is good to go down the route of um, you know, kind of family ties and that kind of stuff again, which he is brilliant at. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But, yeah, it's it's just a. I think it's one of those things. I think they're kind of. I think Kamala's going to kind of see a little bit of. You know, almost be a mix of kind of Carol's origin, Spider Man's origin, you know, which is. They're taking the best bits, basically, I think, squashing them together. Could be. Just kind of like just the fact that, obviously, um, Spider Man lost Uncle Ben and that kind of stuff. I think if they go down that route, it's going to be very sad, but it'll give a. Yeah, give her the confidence and that kind of stuff.
0: Letters page. I think you want to write mheroes at marvel.com. Need all the letters.
1: Yeah, make sure you do that because it is such a good book. I love this book. I don't think we've scored this book lower than a five since, <laughs> since it started.
0: No, I don't think we have so, either.
1: But we're five issues oh. in. and I mean, it's great. Um, it's, it's kind of weird to think it's five issues in. I mean, this started, it must have started in March. Or,
0: That's just he like there's so much that you unpacked in this but his pacing is so good yeah like he can cram so much information in an issue it doesn't feel overwhelming it's so good i love saladin ahmed he's such a great writer
1: yeah and he's a good he's a friend of the show eisner award-winning saladin ahmed um he's been on a show a few episodes ago quite a few episodes ago actually where i have Paul.
0: not read his miles book though has anyone else apparently no. it's been very yes it's excellent
1: So, yeah, the only thing that I've, I read his Quicksilver book, um, which was also really good. Um,
0: yeah, he actually made me read about Quicksilver, which was, which was something. And I like the little turtle.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. (laughs) His name Speedy. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say that. Oh, so good. I love that book. I mean, anything uh, Saladin Ahmed just seems to be, he's kind of, he's one of those writers where he's kind of come in from being a, a novel writer and he's now, you know, a comic book writer and he's, he's just converted so well. I think we, we probably said it ages ago when he was writing um, Black Bolt, but he's just made that jump insanely well.
2: And his book, Throne of the Crescent Moon, is also excellent.
1: I keep meaning to pick that up. Same, um, and I, I have Because I, I know Doc was, was telling us Raving to buy it for so long. <laughs> I, I basically buy anything that he, he writes now. So I think I bought uh what was the book he did at Boom, Abbott, which was oh, great. That yeah. was really good. Yeah, I mean I, I to be fair, I only read the first couple of issues. I keep meaning to go back and just sort of read the rest of it, but that was really good. I got all, all six is it six issues, five issues, something like that. It was kind of like um uh what was it, a seventies kind of mystery, horror sort of thing.
2: Yes. Yeah. That takes place in Detroit.
1: Detroit Rock City. Excellent. Uh-
2: and, and also if you go on to Amazon, you can download his book of short stories, Engraved on the Eye, for free.
1: Oh. Is that the name of Three it? Engraved on the Eye? good.
2: Engraved on the Eye.
1: Okay. I'll have, have to pick that one up. Yeah, so we're looking forward to the next arc of um, Magnificent Miss Marvel. I, I don't know when the next issue comes out. I assume it's soon, because it's been quite a while since uh, issue five came out. Um, I would guess it's going to be on the 14th this month. Basically, when this episode comes out, I think. i I'd have to yes. check that one. Okay, so, next book.
0: Next book. So, Marvel Team-Up number four.
1: Yep, so uh, I'd, I'll do this one. Um, so, Marvel Team-Up issue four, written by Clint McElroy. Uh, artist is um, I, I, is either Ig or I.G. Guara. Um, wasn't entirely sure how to pronounce that one. Colors is Philippe, Felipe Sobrero. Uh, and letterer is V.C. Clayson Cowles, again.
0: <laughs> Three for four today.
1: Yeah, so with the previous arc ended on a really positive note, uh, Marvel Team Up issue four—it's um, a bit of a time of a ch- time for a change of scenery and characters. Uh, so enter Miss Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel, and Miss Marvel, um, a warehouse cop called Paul, and some strange goings on. So at the start of this issue, we are following the warehouse cop called Paul on the phone to his wife, making a top call it's not that topical reference in wanting a segue and commenting on his new mustache. Uh, the reference in Paul Blart, which was 2009. I think they're a little bit out of date on that one. (laughs) So, um, he's then knocked to to the floor, uh, unconscious by Mandroid. Um, his wife is still on the phone, visibly upset. His wife is then spoken to by a hooded figure asking, where is the Cree stuff? Which is how you want to start every book. Cut then to Miss Marvel investigating uh, damage control, WH-6, the warehouse where Paul was policing. Amusingly questioning why it has a really big sign on announcing exactly who owns it and exactly what it is. Um, and then Captain Marvel appears also investigating the break-in at the warehouse and wondering if the only thing taken is kree like other robberies that have taken place in the area. Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel then break away and have a conversation about how they can persuade Miss Marvel's parents uh, to letting her out at night because at the moment she's having trouble getting out at night because her parents wanted to, you know, be safe and sound in their home. So they come up with a cover story. Uh, the suggestion is while sat around Kamala's parents' table that Kamala will be writing um, the questions for a QA uh, press releases whilst, uh, for a, f- a famous physicist that's um, going to be speaking. Uh, mostly because of her skills in writing fan fiction, which we've had several references to already today, I think. Fan <laughs> fiction. Um, yeah, fan fiction. Good old fanfic. Um, <laughs> however, doubts still remain. Uh, Kamala's mother referencing Carol's bringing uh, Carol's mother bringing flashbacks from the life of Captain Marvel, where her mother was sadly killed. However, they persist, and Kamala is eventually allowed to go. Yay! Um, they make their way to the location of the stolen Kree weapon and get caught in an explosion uh, where they meet the Mandroid from earlier in the issue, a Suprema, uh, which is a sort of Kree android thingy um, great references to both uh, Marvel Star- Marvel's Star Fox and Star Fox the game, uh, if anybody gets that, do a barrel roll um, it's a <laughs> good reference um, they take out the, Mandroid, can the uh, Mandroid and the Suprema and a hooded figure the same one from earlier, uh, appears and starts talking to carol and supposedly it's marvell oh, Jesus.
2: Um,
0: uh, so, yeah, sure. um yeah sure
1: yeah so uh, <laughs> i gave i gave this one um a three out of five now i think the story is probably worth a four out of five but what kind of took me back out of it was the art because i agree i didn't like mm-hmm. the art totally i didn't like the, the
0: coloring much. wasn't bad i just wasn't
1: it, no the the coloring is uh, the coloring is the same person from the last uh, three right. issues I think it's it's just the way the characters look I think Carol didn't look like Carol like Carol oh. yeah and um it's it's difficult yeah. it's difficult when that happens yeah. because the, the for some people the art is going to be really good and really nice but for other people they're just not going to enjoy it that's just a fact of life but
0: yeah it, it I was not out. a fan of the art and it,
2: and it looked like like I agree
1: biggest question. Was it really Marvel?
2: I don't think so. No, <laughs> Marvel stays dead, just like Uncle Ben.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 funnily enough, I think I mentioned it in the last um, episode of all three of us. Um, I was ended up. I went and bought um, the life of Captain Marvel, uh, the complete. Well, it's a complete collection of Captain Marvel, and um, it had the life of Captain Marvel and the death of Captain Marvel in it. The original life of, which mm-hmm. featured Marvel. Still need to read it, but yeah. He stays dead.
0: Although they've tried to bring him back a few times,
2: but...
1: Yeah, I, d- I don't think it's really worthwhile. I think for a character you know, that, like that, the, you've got yeah. others that do the same thing.
2: Yeah, the, the death of Captain Marvel was perfect.
1: Yeah, good old It Jim takes away Stalin.
2: from it if he comes back. I agree.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the same reason they wouldn't bring Uncle Ben back, because it's too much of an insp- right. like, inspirational bit, but... Uh... So the other thing I was comment on is the fact that there's lots of memory wiping happening for Clark- Kamala because I think there's a <laughs> a reference to Ms. Marvel, magnificent Miss Marvel, in this issue. Um, and obviously had at the end of the previous uh, Marvel Team Up where they had the mind wiped um, after before leaving the lab. Yeah, she's she's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, the, the other big thing I thought is this is actually a really good introduction to Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, kind of um you know the reference to to Marvel was quite nice. I quite enjoyed that, and yes. I did quite enjoy the next couple of issues just to see who he is. Um, yes, but I, th- I thought it was quite a nice, nice way of introducing people to like cosmic side of Marvel.
0: Yes, and yeah. I agree. Like I like the writing, um, and I liked how it re- did reference Soul's life as Captain Marvel. I think it was her best Carol story of them all. But yeah, I agree, and it's kind of tying. Considering the last issue of Miss Marvel in this, I'm. I think you're right. They're trying to tie Kamala and Carol closer together.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it, it is, it is referencing the current run of Captain Marvel yes. where her Cree heritage has become common knowledge. Yes. Yeah. I to, you know, I Kamala to... has that, that line about oh, yeah. who have you told besides me? And, you know,
1: Carol looks a little uh, nervous about that. Yeah. Yeah. Admittedly, I need to catch up on this run of Captain Marvel.
0: You are missing out. It is so good. No, it gets. Read the first issue. Just go right to the second one. Just go. It's good. I promise.
1: Okay, I, I will try. Kelly
0: knows how to write Carol. I said this <laughs> since A Force that Kelly Thompson knows how to write Carol, and yeah.
1: It's fairly common knowledge. My feeling on Kelly Thompson's style of writing.
0: You would like Captain Marvel.
1: I know. I, I get it. And I buy it. But I just haven't read it. I will. I will give it a go one day. So can I just mention that Paul Blart Mall Cop is not a good movie. Do not ever reference <laughs> that movie. I've
0: never even heard of
2: it. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's I'm glad just, I have not It's, it's it. terrible. It's just
1: okay. Good. Oh, I don't know. I, I I found it quite funny that it was a reference in this, but it's just really dated and just really freaking terrible. Oh, it's sounds
0: like a movie Carol would love, though.
1: I I I don't know how anybody <laughs> could love that. It's got a 32% rotten rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes carrie and it's uh
0: Carol would find a way to like it <laughs> he's that type of sense of humor
1: it's just it's just a silly movie no i thought i thought it was quite a, it was a nice story i, I enjoyed the story and i want to see where it goes but i just hope the art improves and i hate saying that because i know that these artists are, are really skilled and do a much better job than i ever could i just i don't know i didn't like it very much Maybe it's just that synergy between the artist and the the colorist, because you know Maybe, some, cause some...
0: sometimes there's not synergy between them. I can I can get that because I felt like that for a couple issues of All New Inhumans when they changed the artist from Caselli to somebody else.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It was the same colorist. Andre Maza is a great colorist, but I didn't like him with the artist he was at.
1: No, exactly. But I think um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll wait until um, the next issues are coming out. So wait and see where this goes. Uh, have you guys got anything else to add?
0: I don't.
1: So should we should we recommend some books to read? Let us. Okay. Do you want to go first, uh, Saren?
0: Sure. I have, well, Leah Williams' Gwenpool is coming out this Wednesday, so you should pick it up, because it's going to be good. Because um, if you haven't read anything by her, you should. So I'm going to recommend that you pick that up if you want this this Wednesday. I haven't read it, but I have a feeling it's going to be good. Um, I read Death's Head by Teeny Howard,
1: yeah, I've picked that up.
0: And I, I had I know nothing about Death's Head, but wow, I haven't had a lot of fun reading a comic in a long time because that was a great issue and I cannot wait to see the rest of it. So yeah, I recommend that. And I'm going to recommend also Teeny Howard's Thanos because it's been excellent.
1: Yep. So so interesting, um so Death's Head does have quite an interesting backstory. Um, purely because I believe that Death's Head, the original um, goes back to when Marvel had the rights to Transformers. Transformers, right? Yes. And yeah, they they basically created Death's Head as an original character for Transformers, which is why he is basically a big robot. And then they lost the rights to, tra- to Transformers, and then they created Death's Head 2 as a part of the Marvel UK kind of lineup, which I'm really glad they did, because I mean, the last... last when, when Death's Head was obviously in Black Bolt. I think we mentioned this last issue. But he was also in uh, in the Revolutionary War stuff. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Marvel UK because you know patriotism. But um,
0: that said, it was a
2: good time.
1: Yeah, you yeah, should definitely I, read I'm it. I'm gonna read that as soon as I get downstairs. But uh... so, Lynn, what do you what do you recommend?
2: I picked up the uh, beginning of Loki by okay. Dan Smith, and it is a hoot.
1: I forgot Everybody that should was be reading out. Loki.
0: Oh, I saw that one panel, and I I lost my shit, so I'm going to have to probably (laughs) pick that up, too.
1: Yeah, I think I am as well, because Daniel Kibblesmith deserves all of the money.
2: For me. All the money. (laughs) He does. His lockjaw was so good.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Again, I think he's he's been on the show, hasn't he? Um, Yeah. And he was such a nice guy to talk to. Such a nice guy.
2: Yes. (laughs) I I was actually on Amazon buying a lockjaw plushie. And his mom wrote a review for it.
1: <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> it was so cute. Which um, which which lockjaw plushie is that?
2: The little one.
1: Yeah, I've got one of those. It's it's adorable. Um, it's about the only it's the only plushie other than my Pokemon ones that I have moved out of the way of Lo- uh, Luna, so just, she doesn't rip it up.
2: So. Yeah, Thor is, Thor is very interested in my lockjaw plushie.
1: <laughs> oh, I would be Thor four, four <laughs> versus like, uh, lockjaw. But sorry, I, I interrupted you during your um your recommendations oh, no, let's see what else um
2: i i recently picked up the trade paperback of bug by the alrids okay and i know you guys don't read a lot of dc but this is a uh, the adventures of forager from the new gods and that came out in 2017
1: yeah i remember you talked about that
2: which is actually a follow up to cosmic odyssey which jim starlin and mike mignola wrote back in 1988 Nice. So, 29 years later, we get a follow-up to Cosmic Odyssey.
1: I think, I think I'm going to have to pick up that, because Jim Starlin but, is just a master of kind of cosmic stuff.
2: Yeah, G- Jim Starlin and Mike Bagnuolo's art through the whole thing.
1: Wow. And
2: nice. You know, you don't have to know a lot about the new gods. They do a good job explaining it in the comic. Yeah. It was just fantastic.
1: That's really good. Might have to pick that one up. But uh, anything, anything else?
2: No, that's all I got.
1: Okay. Uh, I, I've been reading, um, House of X, obviously, Powers of X, um, which we reviewed last week. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's, we did good. That's been an insane ride so far. There's only, there's only like three issues out so far. And we've, st- I'm, I'm sure that your theory, um, Lynn is, is bang on. So yeah, House of X, Powers of X, highly recommend those. Um, Absolute Carnage was, um, was kind of one that was, uh, was unexpectedly good. I'm not a huge fan of Venom. I'm not a huge fan of Carnage, but what Donny Cates has been doing on that run is just insane and so good. Um, he's kind of turned Venom and Carnage into this like these cosmic beings. Um, it kind of follows everything from um, last year where he introduced um, Null, which is basically the the symbiote god. He created the symbiotes. Yeah, you kind of had to to go and read it to to get to grips with it. I think he's. It, Null was also referenced in um, uh, in uh, War of the Realms, I believe. Yes. So, yes. because the Necrosword was a part of it. Yeah, I think that's my recommendation. I trying to think if there was anything else. I'm um, kind of reading some cl- classic sci-fi at the moment. Get getting through iRobot. Should we call it, call it a day there?
0: We shall call it a day there. Make sure if you like a book, let Marvel know because you can tweet it. But I feel like if you email them, they have to read every email. So... M heroes at marvel.com marvel.com or for moon girl Mondo marvel at marvel.com.
1: Yep. And uh, if you want to contact us, you can go to Twitter and find us at at Rising One. Um and you can email us at the show at Atalanrising.com. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time.
2: Bye. Bye.